Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of this podcast. Men, as always, I want to thank you for taking time today, listening to today's show. If this is your first time being connected to the Pursuit of Manliness, I want to say welcome. And when you have time, go to thepursuitofmanliness.com. There you can find this episode, previous podcast episodes. You can find out information about Point Man, Tribe. You can sign up for our email newsletter, check out our gear, lots of opportunities to connect through social media, etc. So uh, just a great place to go. Again, when you have a chance, love for you to visit that spot. Uh, this is a Friday uh, episode of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, and I don't typically put out Friday episodes, but I I want to start doing that. So that's a desire. Uh, many of you guys know if you've been connected to the Pursuit of Manliness, I've wrestled with, you know, do I, you know, what to do with, um, you know, we're episode one sixty something, I don't know, and uh, what to do with you know, previous episodes, etc. So the the idea at this point is let's build more uh, purposefully. Did I say that right? Uh, with more purpose. I'll try that. I can say that word. Let's build with more purpose towards where we believe God is directing the pursuit of manliness and directing the men that come in contact with the content that's being put out. And so one of those things is, hey, let's lean into the idea and explore what it would be like to put out um, a Friday podcast episode. The idea that the episode will be shorter. Um, so I, I don't know the, the amount of time at this point. So uh, my goal is 20 minutes. We'll see what happens here. If you're watching the video, maybe you've noticed I have an iPad over here. This It's simply just a stopwatch so I can see how long I've been going because I can go a little long sometimes. Uh, I know that would be a shock to you. But um, a few things with this, this intent behind putting out a Friday episode is, um, one, the podcast has been one of the greatest ways that we have developed community and engagement within the pursuit of manliness. Uh, through the podcast episodes, we have come in contact with guys literally all across the globe, uh, people in various uh, seasons of life, people, um, you know, first responders to guys who, you know, were, were struggling down on their luck, et cetera. I mean, just, just a, a, a plethora of guys from different walks of life. And so this has been something that since the launch of the podcast that I've been committed to that this needs to be something that's put out in a regular basis. In the early days, it was a blog post and there was a, you know, every certain days, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Monday or somewhere. There was a, a blog post and, and I wanted that to come out every Monday as much as possible. And, um, the good news is the blog posts are coming back and they're not just coming back from me. Uh, one of the, one of the tensions with the pursuit of manliness is, um, I, I, as I've said before, there's, it's not enough just to be predicated upon me as an individual. I don't think any ministry or movement should be driven solely on one individual. While I believe God has called me to this, just like Moses with Aaron and her and Joshua and Caleb. And, and you see, <clears throat> forgive me, you see, you know, countless people in the Bible when it's only on that particular individual, there's a, there's a high probability of that individual to crash and burn in a variety of different ways. You know, about a year into this, when I realized that that tension was developing, um, I had reached out to uh, just a handful of guys, just guys that had uh, very, you know, a marginal connection connection to the pursuit of manliness, but a stronger connection to me as an individual. And I said, hey, would you consider, you know, writing a, a blog for something? Like and a couple of them did. And they were really good. They were really good blog posts. But here, the tension was I wanted to keep uh, cultivating new content. And, and key, the reach had to be beyond me. If the reach was only about my life and my experiences, again, it's very minimal. And, and I wanted to extend that reach. And so through, um, it's kind of saying, okay, this, I will be faithful to this. And then there was a time where I just, I stopped blogging altogether. And recently, um, 
you know, felt that conviction again, had someone reach out to me and say, Hey, what about exploring this? What about asking a few people? Well, I go back to that original intention. You can ask people, but that doesn't mean they'll necessarily follow through. God put a handful of names on my heart. I reached out to those individuals say, Hey, would you consider, um, putting content together. They're, they're, they're strongly invested in the pursuit of manliness. And uh, they said, yeah, and they've already, they already have blog posts that will be going out, but when that goes. So the idea is um, Sunday, Monday, somewhere in there, there'll be a, a new podcast. Sometimes I, re- I release them on Sunday. Um, and then on Friday, there'll be a podcast. And on Wednesday, there'll be a blog post either written by me or someone that I, I, I trust um, explicitly as far as their, their walk with Christ. So, and then spruced in there, we'll have some other pieces of content, but that'll be the sole um, place to get content and uh, developing community within the pursuit of manliness. Then that's been the heart, building better men together. So whether you're in tribe, whether you're in point man, whether you're listening to this podcast, whatever, it won't take you long before you realize we're about community. We're about getting guys together, whether face-to-face or virtually or whatever, we will fight to get men connected. But you got to meet us halfway and you guys are. And you guys are meeting us more than halfway. And we have a strong brotherhood of men who are connected to this, this movement and, and really make it what it is. And you see these guys posting in the closed group. You see these guys engaged in point man, engaged in tribe. Um, I, I, I get uh, feedback from these guys, whether it's text, direct message, email, whatever, um, of what they're hearing with the podcast and what, it's, what, what the conversations are happening on the other side of, of this computer. So I appreciate you guys for doing that. To me, rhythm is really important. Rhythm is really important. And that's why I share that with you. And I've tried to be uh, pretty, pretty uh, transparent as far as the journey has been from, you know, nearly, uh, I'd say nearly day one, but, but for a long time being as transparent as possible, rhythm and authenticity when it comes to this, if you were to come to my house, um, I, hopefully you'll find the exact same guy that you find right here uh, behind this microphone. That's the goal. Uh, and that's what we aspire to, but rhythm is important because we, we all have rhythms in our life. We all have ways that we kind of go through this life and we don't even realize it sometimes. And if, if we're not careful, we get out of rhythm and we kind of get in this like gutter where we get stuck and, and we can't get out of it. We, you know, we feel like we're just in this place of, of, of just waiting for something to happen, but we're not really doing anything about it. And so I think rhythm is so critical. I think, you know, we're, I've talked about, you know, us planting uh, seeds and seed starting, et cetera, and talking to people who are far more advanced than us and them talking about, you do this by this date, you do this by this date, you do this. Well, how did that happen? Well, that's years and generations of people learning when you start to certain types of food. There's a reason why, you know, in the fall, we all feel compelled to buy notebooks and pencils and, you know, trapper keepers. I don't know if they still have those, um, but folders and markers and you just, you just kind of feel cause there's a rhythm in you. It was in there for, you know, 13 to 17 to, you know, 21 years, however long you were in school. Uh, there's a rhythm built there. You know, we, we have that rhythm when it comes to sports seasons. We have that rhythm when it comes to our own season of life. I was telling my wife that earlier today, you know, every February, I'm just in this like angst where I, I, I feel, I don't know if stuck is the right word, but, but again, this idea that I don't know what to do. It's too blasted cold to go outside and really do anything that, that of any value. And so, uh, you just kind of, for me personally, I kind of sit and wait and, I, and, 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 um, with a tremendous amount of guilt that I should be doing something. It's, it's a strange place to be, but rhythm is important. Rhythm is critical. And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, when it comes to you being a point man within your home, within your, your organization, within your church, within your community, whatever it's at, people need to know that there's a rhythm to you as well that they can expect and anticipate. Uh, the same way you need to know that there is a rhythm in their life as well. Sometimes as leaders, we get this idea that when I walk in and I'm ready to have a conversation, everyone should drop what they're doing, be ready, have their pen out, their notebook out and start taking notes or just be ready 
at the drop of a hat to leave everything and go to a staff lunch or go on to a trip or do whatever. I've worked with some guys that have given me incredible experiences through the years. Uh, some of them were very in touch with the rhythms of their staff and some of them could care less at all. And I don't think it's a badge of honor to be a leader who could care less at all about the people that you lead what the rhythm is in their life. You know, like like you, you you traveled, you were gone. Yeah, but they were still doing these things. They're still holding down the fort. The same is true within your house. You, know, you go to work and there's life happening and your kids are at school and they got different challenges, whether they're being bullied, whether they're being pressured, you know, sexually or relationally or, you know, financially, you know, like what how much money they have or what they're... It's all these different variables with, with our kids, with our spouse, with all these people. And then we all come back together, um, depending on your family unit. And then as men, we are trying to, we should be trying to lead spiritually. And we forget um, our rhythm is not the same as their rhythm. So we have to help establish a house rhythm, an organizational rhythm, a church rhythm, um, a ministry lead rhythm, whatever it is, like a rhythm where they can expect it. If you say it's the first money of every month, they make it the first money of every month. A guy within our church that I disciple, we have the same Friday every month at the same place at the same time. All we have to do is kind of walk by each other, and we did it yesterday. Hey, we still good? Yep, good. Okay, we plan on it. Unless something happens, that's our time. Why? Because we need that rhythm. We need to know that date, that space, that time. Well, how much more so within your, within your home, within your family, when kids have homework or kids have activities or your wife you know, has things going on? And I find this tension a lot within men who start to try to lead their family spiritually especially when you've never done it before. You've never led your family before. And so you get this idea that this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel an angst and an insecurity that I need to do it. Um, maybe no one has ever showed you how to do this. So you have this tension of, I hope this works. I hope this is what it's supposed to look like. Man, it doesn't matter what it looks like, okay? It just matters, are you helping them get to Jesus? I, I, I would read like books on family worship and all these things and talk about you know leading your family in song and leading your family in this and that. Listen, man, nobody wants me to ever lead them in any kind of song, including happy birthday or take me out to the ballgame. I'm not your guy. As a matter of fact, when I sit down and I talk with families about doing funerals, I learned years ago from a guy who got roped into leading the songs at the funeral that one of the first things I tell the people at the funeral or at the family that I'm meeting with is, I don't sing. So if you're looking for songs, I'll burn you a CD. I'll figure out something, but I ain't your guy. If you need me to sing reeling in the sheaves, I'm out. We're going to go get someone else to come up here and do this. But I'm not, that's not me. So I don't, I'm not going to walk around with dad guilt that I'm not leading my family in songs. I can lead them in scripture. And I can do it to the best of my ability, but I have to learn to create the rhythm within my home. And it has to be consistent, and it has to be rhythmic. It has to be something that people can expect and anticipate. If you try to lead your home spiritually at dinner one night, and at breakfast the next day, and at lunch the next day, and, and in the car all after that, and it, it, nobody knows what to expect. And again, we get this idea that everyone else has it figured out. They don't. That's why there is a gajillion books on leadership and self-help. And that wasn't enough to have books and, and all these resources on leadership. Now we have people who come in and they work with organizations to teach you how to lead. So you got your leader at the top and he says, I can't figure it out. So you bring someone else in. It's like that that the show that I see, like Restaurant Impossible or those ideas. You bring these guys in who just, you know, realize all the areas of weakness within this business, within this restaurant. And so they polish this thing and they get new tables, they get new menu, they get they they paint the building, they get a new theme, they get new signage, they get new promotion, they get the books squared away, they they get the inventory squared away, and then they 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 work with this person. And again, I know it's editing, so who knows how much you work with this person, you know, as much as you can, and, and you just really 
lambast them for their lack of leadership. And do you really want this restaurant? Are you committed to this restaurant? And you need to fire that employee and you need to do this. And hey, I don't disagree with any of those things. But at some point, that person leaves and you have to actually do it. At some point, the DNA has to in you has to be enough to sustain, can I lead these people? Praise God that we trust in Him, that we know that He sanctifies us and He is saving us and He is making us less like ourselves. So if God has placed you in a position to lead your home, your church, organization, with your community or business or whatever, as the point man, listen, you don't have to walk around with that title, but you know it because it's written on your heart. If I have to stand up and go, I am the leader of this house, and it, it's out, okay? But as the leader, you can get a feel of, hey, rhythm's off here. Hey, climate, it isn't good. Temperature's not good within our home. We need to get back. We need to call timeout. We need to get into a rhythm. And maybe that's where you bring everyone together and say, hey, I want to walk through this, this point, man. I want to walk through this devotional. I want to sit down and I want to pray as a family. What would be a good time for us all to come together? And I bet they all have some opinions on it. If I say, where do y'all want to eat? I get plenty of opinions. If I say, where do you all want to go for spring break or what should we do for Christmas or whatever? We get plenty of opinions. Well, let's bring them together and let's get some buy-in. Maybe you're going to realize that when you thought right after dinner was the perfect time, the kids are like, man, I wait to do my homework till right then. Your wife's like, man, I got things I need to do. I got emails to respond to. I got phone calls to make. And you're like, why is nobody paying attention? Because the rhythm is bad. And again, you have to figure it out for your house, but you have to be the point man in that to say, no, it's on me. And I can't sweat and fret what everyone else is doing. Years ago, I sat with a, a really good friend of mine who's one of the hardest working individuals I've ever come in contact with. To this day, he is still uh, one of my closest friends. He's a good leader. He's a Christian man. He owns his own business. And every day, every day at like, I don't know, 8 a.m., it's early before the start of the workday. I know that he brings his staff in and he reads scripture to them and he prays with them. And he, and I know he talks to them and knowing him, he talks at them, but every day, these guys aren't believers. Now he's been able to baptize some of these guys. He's been able to have some really good conversations. He's had to fire some of these knuckleheads. He's had a lot, but every single day he does this. And I just, I marvel at it as a guy who was, you know, served at a church for 20 years. I've never been on a staff where every day we started with prayer. You think you would, right? And maybe there are some that do. You would think that that would be just, I, I, I've rarely had spiritual conversations on staffs about, you know, Mark, I'm going to talk about Mark 10 in just a minute, Mark 10. We just, we just haven't. I don't know why, because it's all about structure and leadership and organization and, and that volunteer and moving that. And it, we miss the main thing. We miss the most important thing. So as I'm sitting there with lunch with this guy, he said, man, I just bet that you're, and he talks about the leader that I was, the, the guys were under at that time. I bet his meetings and I bet he is just, because he just marveled at this guy. And I wrestled with, do I say something or not? And I finally told him, we haven't had a staff meeting in a year. And he couldn't believe it. I mean, it was almost like I, I told him that, you know, his dog died. And I said, man, I'm, I'm just telling you, we used to, and here's what we did. But right now, we just haven't had it for a year. So as a staff, we're just kind of trudging along. Well, guess what happens? Eventually, at some point, we begin to have staff meetings again, and this guy just wants to pop in, pop out, and we're all supposed to just show up and be, have a smile on our face. If you're working, and you have any credibility whatsoever to the job that you're working at, and you're putting in work, and someone comes in and says, "Stop what you're doing. We're about to have a, you know, an hour and a half meeting where I'm going to rock the next, you know, eight days of your life." It's going to be tough to get back in that rhythm, even more so within your home when you have to see these people every day, right? It's so critical that we develop the rhythms and we get the buy-in from the people in our house. If it's always eight o'clock, make it eight o'clock, protect eight o'clock, whatever that is. 
it, it happens with tribe. And tribe will say, listen, there's Bible reading, there's uh, there's a book reading, there's challenges, whatever. And there'll be guys that will disappear and they'll come back and be like, well, tribe just wasn't a value for a while. No, what it was was you were bad at, at, at the rhythm and schedule of your life because tribe really does not take that much of your time. Same way in point man. When you get in it and you have point man and you have the study, it's real simple. It's not even a study. I shouldn't even say that. It's it's a text, anywhere from three verses to 13 verses, uh, five questions and a suggested prayer. For us as a home, it takes us maybe seven to 10 minutes longer if we have really great discussions. There's some nights where people just aren't, they just aren't talking. That's okay. We're still going to do it. We're still going to come together and that rhythm is still there. And when we get off rhythm, it's so easy to make reasons to not do that. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 10, verse 42. This is where James and John were trying to leverage their position. Jesus said, uh-uh, we don't work like that. He says, he called them together and he said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles, they lord it over them and their great ones, they exercise authority over them, but it shall not be among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Oftentimes as men, we get our pride hurt, even from our own wife and kids. Like, man, why aren't they listening to me? Why didn't they just sit around me like, you know, when the Grinch brought the tree back to Whoville? Why didn't they all just circle around and sing songs around me? We've got to create that rhythm, and we must be servant of all. Being a point man means that I understand it's it's on me to to chart the path, chart the direction. I don't have it figured out. I am not 100% certain always the absolute direction, but I know it's on me to keep moving forward. It's not on my 8-year-old son. It's not on my teenage daughters. It's not on my wife. It's on me to keep moving forward, but I must be mindful of the people that I'm leading. Because if they pop a squat, they turn around and go the other way, they stop moving, I'm not leading. I'm going for a walk. Being the point man within your home, within your church, within your organization, it has to start with rhythm. It has to start with what is the, the temperature of this environment? What is the cultural feel of this? As a point man, the truth is you probably know and you're just not quite ready to address it or not sure where to start. Start with, again, picking that time. As a staff meeting, we meet Tuesdays. 10.30. That's our time. It doesn't last long. We're talking like 30 minutes. We'll go over the entire week from start to finish, etc. That's it. I don't need to be in there an hour and a half. I don't need a two-hour meeting. I don't need to go to another two-hour lunch afterwards. I need to get it done because people need to do things. They have things they need to do. But when we do that, it allows people to come back, stay connected, and say, I know what I'm going to get from this individual. When you create rhythm, you create trust. When you create rhythm and trust, you begin to create some loyalty. And again, it starts with you understanding it's not about you. You have a responsibility to lead. You have a responsibility to chart the course. You have a responsibility to think about the people who are supposed to be following your directions. And again, they begin to trust you. They begin to become more loyal to you. It's not that they are enamored with everything that comes out of your mouth. They just know you're for them and you're with them. Amen? So men, think about that. Now, maybe you need to get uh, be a part of tribe. Registration will not be till till April, or maybe you need to sign up for Point Man for a month and say, "I need to I need to get more serious about that, more serious about the rhythms within our home, within our family, about about understanding that they need to trust me and they need to know that I am for them and I'm with them and I'm being considerate of their time." And when we do that, we all have a better experience together. Amen. So guys, I appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, whatever you need to do to make that that way you are alerted. Anytime there is new Pursuit of Manliness podcast content, again, go to thepursuitofmanliness.com. And maybe if there's some guys in your life that you know are, are kind of wavering, you know, just kind of wandering through this, their spiritual vagrants in their life, man, get them connected. 
to not only the podcast, get them connected to our communities. Get them connected to the closed group community within uh, on Facebook. Uh, but again, we have Anchor and Sword for those who are in ministry. You just need to answer the questions. We have Point Man for those who are looking to take that next step uh, within their home, specifically leading those people, forgive me, spiritually. And then we have Tribe again for those guys who are like, I need a band of brothers. And so, men, appreciate y'all listening. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Thank you.